Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin. Um, and, and this is my monologue. And most of you won't know who Johnny Carson is, but he was one of my favorite Saturday night. I'm sorry, he was one of my favorite late night uh, uh, talk show hosts. And was, he was legendary and he was magical and, and I miss him and I watch him. And it kind of dates me because he was doing this stuff in the 60s, 70s, 80s into the early 90s. Uh, but anyway, I, I like to always model myself. So this is a very special uh, interview. And they're all special, but this is special because it, it involves so much of what's going on in my head. So I met Dawn Michelle Williams uh, through the magic of, of uh, the internet. Uh, and and uh, we met and, and I looked at her profile uh, and I said, oh, wow. Uh, because she's a, a teacher of technology for seniors. And it is so innovative for me and so important. Uh, uh, so the title of our, our um, just be patient, Dorn. I'm, I, I, I want to set this up really. Uh, the title of this, Dorn Michelle Williams, author of technology for seniors, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, she's a business salon owner, cosmetologist. Uh, she's also a bullying consultant uh, and a homeschooling mom and advocate. Uh, and bullying also, we just talked about it. Uh, bullying, you know, I was bullied because I was so tall back in the 50s and uh, the 60s. Uh, and, and we just talked about it. Some of those vestiges of that still hang around me. Uh, 60 years later, and we'll talk about that too with Dawn. But the whole the whole senior thing, it, it's just brilliant, and it's so needed. And and I remember my uncle, who's a brilliant, wonderful guy, uh, uh, who would have loved, loved, loved the the internet. It would have opened up a whole new world for him in his retirement years as a bachelor. Uh, it, it, and I begged him so often. But the stumbling block, and we'll talk about that with Dawn. The stumbling block is how to learn this and, and right. where you come in. So uh, this is at the end of my monologue. There was no comedy here. This is serious stuff. So I'm going to turn things over to Dawn Michelle Williams. And if you can do a little bit of a bio and then we'll jump into your world. Take okay. it away. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it. Wonderful. So, um, as you said, I am, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, since the year 2000, uh, basically primarily in the cosmetology industry. So I do have a salon in Maryland and through being an entrepreneur, that's how I got into the other things that you mentioned, like the workplace bullying, because as we all know, when you go to the barbershop or the hair salon, you're asking them for advice. We're like therapists, <laughs> unlicensed <laughs> therapists. So they really take heed to our advice. So that's how I got into workplace bullying in regards to that, you know, clients having problems with issues at work and so have you. And then as far as technology for seniors, got into that kind of the same way because I'm my grandmother's hairstylist and I noticed that she was struggling with technology. So then I, it kind of took off from there where I was like, I need to take this serious because there are a lot of seniors that are experiencing difficulties in regards to that. And then, as you said, I'm a homeschool mom as well. That came as a result of the pandemic uh, where I was introduced to it and we love it. So, yeah. 
Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, uh, you've been a salon owner, a salon owner, and a cosmetologist for over twenty years. Um, can you just do a general talk about the beauty industry over the last twenty years, and any particular trends that you've noticed um, as a you know cosmetologist? I'm sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I had to reject the call. I apologize. That's all right. I heard what you were saying. Um, basically, you're basically asking what I've um, like a general. Yes. Um, you know, just a general background, things you've observed over the last twenty years. Uh, oh wow! As a cosmetologist, uh, I can say I've learned a lot about being an entrepreneur and the emotional side of it. That was actually my first book, uh, "Building Your uh, Children's Creative Horse," but that's totally separate. But I learned a lot in regards to the emotional side of it. And a lot of people, I understand why they're fearful of getting into entrepreneurship because you do it to escape having a boss. But in actuality, your landlord acts like your boss. <laughs> so either you're going to face it or you're not going to face it. So it took a long time to face it. And then, you know, once I got my first brick and mortar in 2016, that was a horror show. <laughs> <laughs> so that forced me to be like okay I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do because unfortunately a lot of business owners in the United States of America are small and we can't afford a business attorney they don't have pro bono business attorneys in Maryland I don't know mm -hmm. about other states but you're gonna have to kick out a good 3,000 off the break and and I think even to talk to somebody it might be several hundred dollars that's even to see if they're gonna take your case so I had to learn how to research my own case law, mm. understand law. Um, and thank goodness it was one attorney I talked to that kind of pushed me in that direction because uh, when I was fighting with my landlord, she was doing craziness. She had a drinking problem from my understanding. But, and she was an older lady, like in her 80s. And when I talked to the lawyer, he said, ma'am, he said, even if I could take your case, I can't, you know, but I'm gonna tell you this. But what you're fighting for is not even worth paying me, even if I could take your money. Wow. And I was like, so it made me look at things totally different once I had to leave there. And I moved to another location, a smaller location. And then I realized most business owners I talked to go through torture in the state of Maryland with their landlord, the commercial landlord, because there's no commercial laws like in regards to tenancy. They only protect residential. Mm -hmm. So if you are a commercial tenant in the state of Maryland, whatever you want that person to do as a landlord, you have to put it in the lease. Other than mm -hmm. that, <laughs> you suck. So I didn't know, <laughs> but I learned. learned. And then the second location I'm at now, still currently, I didn't put the stuff in the lease that I wanted, but I learned how to fight on paper. So now we have an understanding, me and the landlords and, you know, the owners of the franchise, I'm at a franchise location and there it's, it's the understanding. And I had to learn how to take friendship out of it. I think we, we have a tendency to think you got to get along with your landlord. You got to like your client. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you think Walmart likes all their customers? <laughs> Absolutely not. But, you know, it's, it's about business and just being cordial, you know? So that's a lot what I learned. And I know that had nothing to do with hair, what I just said, but that's what I have picked up over the 20 years. Of course, I've learned how to do different colors and hairstyles and stuff like that. 
But I think the huge part that I've learned in regards to entrepreneurship is the emotional side of it because it floats into your personal life too. So you got to tackle it, you know, and it's kind of like you're fighting for yourself because it's like, why did I get into this? You know, you work for yourself because you don't want, you want to be able to do what you want to do. That comes at a price. It comes at a price. Great story. A really great story. Uh, um, doing it yourself. Um, uh, I could talk about the whole lawyers and stuff, and, but doing it yourself is, is it's great stuff. Um, so in your 20-year career as a cosmetologist plus, uh, you, you've developed some of your own personal beauty products. Can you talk about that? What are some of the things you've developed? Well, it's basically hair and body oils. They're very natural. It's like nothing, no, you know, special chemicals or anything like that. Like it'll have like an olive oil base. Um, some, some is just straight raw uh, uh, coconut oil, stuff like that. So that whatever I'm putting on your hair, you can also use on your skin. So sometimes people might need a high oil treatment. A lot of times that's just as simple as um, olive oil. But, you know, other little oils in it, you know, and healing oils, especially for, I notice people have itchy scalp. And a lot of times people don't know that you might be thinning because you're scratching your hair out. And as soon as I say, I'll be like, are you itching? And they'll say no. And I have to remind them, you don't know what you're doing in your sleep. And I had a client argue me down one day and she was like, no, I do not scratch in my sleep and this and that. And then later on, she came back and told me her husband said, you really are going for it in your sleep and just digging. So if you're digging in your scalp, think of the friction that's happening. And I think that we make the mistake of thinking it's male pattern baldness or, you know, with women, you know, you're thinking it's hereditary, but sometimes it's hereditary that you're itching in the same location that your grandmother itched at. You see what I'm saying? I've seen yes. that in families. So that's why I, um, I have the black sea oil, um, that in particular, it's like a healing oil now. Everything don't work for everybody, but it's more so I do it as a hot oil treatment, how you would do where once you shampoo the hair, you put it in the scalp, it's mm -hmm. the dryer, steam. And I've, I've no, I started noticing the difference with uh, especially certain clients that have severe itching. So with I know with the Black community, which is really interesting, when we itch, it's automatically people think you're supposed to go grab some grease and put it in your scalp. And I kept saying, no, <laughs> you got to change your shampoo first. Because I always say, when people of other races, like white people or Spanish people, or, um, Indian, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, Native American, whatever, if they have straight hair coming out their scalp, if they have an itching problem, do they slap grease in their scalp? No. <laughs> and I'm like, just because we're Black doesn't mean you have to slap grease in your scalp. Sometimes it's the irritant. You know, but it's, it's like a cultural thing. And I know from my understanding, it goes back to slavery, but it's more so that um, my products help you get out of that rut that you stuck in thinking that you only grease in your scalp is the only solution. That's not true, you know? So, and um, even my hair and body oils, look, I have some, I'm sitting in my car right now. So- <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I keep it in my, um, my car. Because my husband, he always say, you don't keep any grease or no, no lotion in your car. So 
you know, I went and had the labels made and I said, this year I'm going to take it serious in regards to, um, you know, promoting my hair products. Because when you are an entrepreneur um, or when you're a hairdresser, you're, the people come to you because they trust you. So whatever you say, they're going to say, okay. So if they say, dog, my hair itching, and then I say I have this black sea oil and I have it right there, it's important to have it right there, then buy it. <laughs> that's cute <laughs> that's my husband he joined us I'm sorry <laughs> that's fine hey the more the merrier that's great I'm, I'm waving nice to meet you <laughs> he said that's cute <laughs> it is it is uh, you know this is a very informal uh, interview so everything works and, and that's great see um um Next up, so you, you're doing your, your personal products. Uh, uh, next up, uh, and this fascinates me too, you, by, by no choice, we had to, but you became, uh, especially because of the pandemic, you became a, a homeschooling mom. And, and when we talked uh, last week, and you said something interesting to me, there's a stigma attached there, and yet you continue to do that. Uh, and it's happening more and more. So can you talk about the home schooling uh, aspect? Well, yeah, and I just was arguing with somebody on Facebook about that, <laughs> about the stigma. But um, what really made me want to stick with it, we did it initially because um, with the pandemic, my county I live in is very polarized. It's like either you Democrat or you Republican, they, they were going at it. So we didn't, it's like every other month, they're going to open, they're going to close, they're going to open, they're going to close. And I was tired of it. And then my husband has a pre-existing condition um, with the breathing. So we didn't know what was going on with COVID. So it was like, maybe we should, um, at the time, my oldest son was living with me too. And I was like, maybe we should just pull him out. And then he has since, you know, moved. But um, once I moved, once I had, you know, my youngest, he's 13 now, um, homeschooling with him, he loved it. Right. And so that's what made me go, maybe we could continue this afterwards because it was supposed to be temporary. And then um, I noticed that I was able to pay more attention to things like his sleeping pattern, you know. And then when I say that, I mean, I'm able to tell him what I noticed when perhaps before that the teachers noticed it. I think that it's a mistake that we think that we're and, and I don't mean to offend anybody when I say this. We think that we're raising kids. The teacher spends more time with your child than you do. Right. It's from sunup to almost sundown. My child was at school seven in the morning. He, I don't see him to maybe four in the evening. And I don't work full time. So I still was thinking at the time, you know, I'm an active, you know, involved parent. And I didn't hit me till the pandemic. I don't know them like I thought I know them. Um, I, I didn't realize their work habits until they were doing the virtual learning. I'm like, you know so with the the homeschooling another stigma i think because when we hear of homeschooling we hear of these ridiculous stories of these crazy people is molesting their kids and they had to bust in the house and all that but once i started homeschooling and going on field trips independently which is on the site on my youtube channel i started realizing it is wonderful these children I, I got a community through homeschool moms on Facebook and all that. So my whole world or my perspective opened up like, wow, 
and it's all different demographics. It's not limited to just white people, or black people, or Christian, or whatever. It's like so versatile. When I meet all these people, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm growing to absolutely love it. And just so that to me, I think the biggest part of it is that my ch- I, my child, I can like we're growing together, and then I can point out to him when he's slipping on stuff, right? So perhaps not to blame the teachers like they're wrong, but they got 20, 30 kids to look after. How can they know the kids and they know who's breaking and who's having a bad day or whatever, but can they give that individual time to address it? Absolutely not. They got to deal with their supervisors. They have their own children, you know, all these different dynamics. So that's why that it just, I, 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 I want to break the stigma that people have on homeschooling even clients when I first said I was going to homeschool oh my goodness oh how do you want to socialize you know you know and they were just they people talk so bad about it and my first question now when people automatically say that I go how many people you know that homeschool their children and most time they say none so you your mind having a preconceived notion about me and what I'm doing with my child and I started researching homeschool children have better socialization skills i've seen that for myself go on a field trip with public school students and then go on a field trip with homeschool students it's a total difference the the maturity level is totally different it's totally different this is it's it's undeniable interesting you know and then especially in this day and age where you have these shootings and i think i was just talking to somebody about this earlier my client the thing about shootings is it's not specific anymore. It, it used to be just, you know, oh, that happens just in the white schools. Oh, no, honey. That was in Texas. That was Spanish school. Everything was Spanish. You got, I'm over here in Maryland. Um, in some areas that's predominantly black. You have shootings happening here. You have shootings all over the United States. And to send children to school, even if your child never has a shooting at that school, can you imagine every day waking up knowing, that yeah. one of your coworkers may may go crazy and shoot you. You, I mean, imagine the anxiety you're gonna have on top of everything else you gotta deal with going to work. And we put this on our children like it's no big deal. It's a problem. It is, it is a, problem. a big deal. Yeah. And and I don't care what anybody says. Caring is not a feeling. It is an action. They do not care about these children like you think that they do because it's certain. So I'm sorry, certain. Areas I saw, they can't, where they're putting in metal detectors or whatever they put in to make sure these children are safe. In a lot of these schools, nobody is taking charge and saying, this is what we need to do. And at this point in time, do I want to risk it when I don't have to? And another thing I want to mention too, people think that homeschool parents, I was mistaken on this too, that you have to be there all day long with your child. They have co-op. You can work full time and pay way less than what you'll pay for private school and have your child in a small group and they'll teach your kids that way. There are so many different ways. So me, what I do, I uh, I come up with the curriculum and then I email it, schedule email. So he, he has emails hitting his uh, inbox uh, daily, you know, weekdays where he got two or three different subjects. And he's supposed to email it back to me with proper etiquette or whatever. And I think 
it's, I think it's just wonderful. I get to teach uh, financial literacy. We could be anywhere. We were actually on a um, highway one day and we saw a motorcade. And then he, if he asked a question, I'd be like, do you want this lesson? And then we could take off homework for next week. You go, okay. So we did a whole lesson on what a motorcade is, you know, and the history of it. Just, you know, at this day and age, you got YouTube. Right. You just, yeah, you just pull it up and, you know, go for it. So I just, I feel like I just want to take the fear out of it. I know people are so scared and I understand the fear because I felt that fear. But once the pandemic happened and the government made it so that, local government made it so that the kids on the internet learning, I said, we could do that. <laughs> you know, the, the teacher wasn't there. And I'm just like, it, to me, it was like the prison sentence. They wake up in the morning, they got sick in front of the, the, the computer, you know, and can't move. They restricted how often they could pee. How are you going to restrict somebody? And this is my house, you yeah. know? <laughs> so then I'm thinking, this is possible. We could do this. That's great. Um, I'd like to ask you an off-topic question. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it's, it's a one-word answer. You don't even have to answer it. But, okay. it's, it, uh, but here's the... Uh, I, I, like, I always ask this question because it's kind of interesting. Um, so here it is. Uh, and you don't have to answer it. Just say, no. But here it is. Excluding family or friends, somebody living or dead you'd like to spend a day with. My dad. <laughs> perfect answer. Perfect, perfect answer. Okay, moving on. Um, but I, I say the same thing. And my mom and dad, their pictures yeah. are, they're right. Yeah. I have the very close family members looking at me, um, uh, for the last ton of years, right, right over there. Um, uh, actually, uh. There was a time a couple of years ago when one of them jumped out of the picture. This is heavy stuff. My mother jumped out of that picture over there and typed something on my cell phone. I have proof. But Wow. Yeah, that is a wow. Uh, and actually that incident, it's interesting. This is really off topic, but you might find it fascinating. Uh, yeah, I just finished writing my, my second second novel. Uh, and, oh, okay. And, and it's called "As a Tortoise in My Hair: A Journey to Spirit." It's fiction, but it's mostly an autobiography. And and I just felt the need to talk about my journey to spirit. Some of the things, but when this happened a, a couple of years ago, and I, I was three quarters done with the novel, when I looked at my cell phone and somebody typed "Mom," I certainly didn't. Uh, wow. And yeah, it is. By the way, it is a wow. We we can talk about that, you know, <laughs> someday. But uh, and that was the catalyst for me to finish my novel because uh, anyway, enough. Uh, so you you that was a great question. So moving on, uh, uh, let's talk about the uh, technology for senior citizens. Uh, and I know in part, and you can elaborate uh, on that. Going. Um, uh, your grandmother, who's 90 years old, was part of the impetus, the energy for you to do this technology for seniors. So talk about that. Well, I believe she's in her 80s. I don't want her yelling at me. All right. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get, don't wanna so, get in trouble. But she, look, she's pushing 90. But um, grandma, um, 
I love my grandma and I noticed that she was struggling heavily with technology and it wasn't like like people who I know that struggle like my age it was like turn it on she had no idea um it was intimidating when it blinked you know how you have like a little light blinking in the corner and she'd be like Don, go go make it stop blinking I'm like grandma is supposed to blink and it didn't really hit for a long time and then it just hit me recently actually that's why that's why she prompted me to say I gotta write a book um and it turned into three but <laughs> but I had to write a book um because I said these uh my grandma <laughs> see how big that book is eight yes. by ten if you are not familiar with technology and you were brought up in the era of sitting down learning how to um do anything in a school setting then that's how you're you're it's ingrained in you to learn like that so i can't just verbally say grandma move this swipe she, she didn't know this is a different language that we're speaking and i didn't even realize how deep of a different language it was till i had to really start teaching it to other people and then it hit me i said oh this is what grandma is struggling with like what are you supposed to do um, and, and, you know, she's blessed because she has children um, and lots of grandchildren to assist, right? But my thing was sometimes it's bigger than somebody just taking your phone and doing something for you. It's about you knowing how to do it for yourself and maintaining independence and having the perception of independence. Because I had to explain to her recently, I know that you're, I'm not saying that you're crazy or nothing's wrong with you. I'm just saying that the perception of independence changes over the years. So what may have been viewed upon as being independent 20 years ago has changed. So for example, during the pandemic where people were getting the COVID shot, at least in my state, you had to get it online. They did not care if you did not know how to use the internet. Nobody wow. cared. Wow. And that's, that's, that's society, right? Yeah. Th think about it. When you go to school, if you don't get what the teacher's saying in XYZ period of time, that is not her problem. Either she, if she cares enough, she might get a tutor and they might have a separate section for you, but they don't, they really don't have time to care. They, they call mom, that's mom's problem. Mom needs to go arrange for you to have a tutor. So now you have people that are in the, uh, I guess the baby boomer generation, more so the silent generation, which is the generation older than baby boomers, who just hey. Okay. <laughs> Silent that? generation. Yes, absolutely. I just learned that. I had to Google that because I said I know everybody's not a baby boomer, so it got to be a different name. Yeah. But, um, I feel as though it's a, it's a generation that's left out, and it's not right. It's it should be something, you know, where uh y'all are able to ask somebody from the basis, and then also it's embarrassing what I've noticed. Some people are embarrassed by how much they don't know. And um, it takes a certain kind of person to not be condescending when you're teaching, especially older people. You have to have a, a definitely a large level of respect, but to take it further and knowing that I have to speak slowly, like I'm speaking to a three-year-old, but not be condescending as if I'm speaking to a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, you know, my grandmother, she's, the perfect, perfect, the perfect person to practice on because that's my thought process when I'm making 
the certain sites that's for the seniors or when I'm making a YouTube tutorial for seniors, I'm thinking, would grandma um, follow along on it? You know? So I just noticed a lot of people, the embarrassment, I just, and, and, and even it goes so far as to them calling themselves stupid. And I'd be like, no, you are not stupid. There's nothing wrong with you. And I have to explain to um, seniors that like my child who's 13, when he tells me things, like he taught me how to use TikTok. <laughs> so, so funny. I didn't know how to use TikTok and it scared me. I mean, I'm serious and I'm 40. So I used to look at TikTok like, I don't get it. I don't understand the interface. And I, and I tell this story to my seniors. I said, it's not that Umar knows more than me. It's that we're exchanging information. So for example, I know how to use the Facebook interface, but he is confused when he looked. He said, that's for old people. That's what he said. Wow. <laughs> so wow. it's more so when we learn something new, like even the Google Mini, Google Mini, anybody who doesn't know is like Alexa. I didn't know you could talk to Google Mini. You see? So it's like it's like an exchange. So for example, I seen Umar. One day he was literally talking to Google Mini. He said, Hey Google, good morning. And I I'm walking past. I said, Umar, you can't do that because you 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 don't look right. They're gonna put you in the site for and he said, No. When you say good morning, she tells you about the weather and politics and this and I'm like, wow, you know, so that's why I explained that. It's not, it's not that one of us knows more than another. We're all exchanging information and we're sharing it. I want y'all to be a part of it. You know, because the biggest thing for me with seniors, I need you to be able to detect scams. When them scammers call my phone, you can tell they're targeting seniors. And I need you to know the language so that you will not get scammed because technology is not going anywhere. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm old school um, to a certain extent. I keep my little pocket calendar, you know, be, and because technology isn't always perfect. I just recently got this at Walmart because I said I need to have a backup. I do believe in backup, but you, you do at least need to know technology and terminology. What is the internet browser? What is the app? What is the icon? Because if the, if the world shut down like it did in 2000, and you got to call somebody for help, like with your phone, them people in customer service, everybody doesn't have patience or the time to figure out what you're talking about. Then you're going to have to know terms, you know, um, the, the home screen is cracked. You're going to have to know these terms. So mine is more so reaching out to people who is willing to learn. Now, if we got some seniors who are not willing to learn, I can't help you. Right. <laughs> but, I don't want it to get to the point where you're literally in a nursing home, helpless, you know, thinking, oh, my goodness, I should have learned about this basic technology, you know, because I've, I've worked in a nursing home um, for a good 10 years. I, I was a hairdresser in a nursing home. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I've seen the other side of when seniors lose their independence. And it is uh, it's horrific for certain seniors, you know, that's why when people go to nursing homes, sometimes they die real fast. It'd be like a month. You know, because of the change of circumstance, because it's 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 quite a change to lose your freedoms. You fall hard for your freedom. You know, you 
you was two, three years old, learn how to walk, learn how to talk. You know, you fought hard for your independence. And I want you to keep that. I want you to keep that because I know how I would feel if I lost my, I don't know how I would feel. I can only imagine how I would feel if I lost my independence. That's just, that's, again, I, I say what you're doing is, is so needed. It's so wonderful. Um, it just is. And that's um, because I, I, you know, I live it and it's part of my world and my recent memories. Uh, and it's so important. That's what really resonated with me. Uh, something else we talked about last week. Um, uh, part of your, your course is, is teaching um, uh, seniors how not to get scammed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just taught that in an in-person class. Uh, I think that when, including my grandma, when they call, one is compelled to get upset and talk to them. You know, I'm like, you, you're better off not answering the phone because they don't care about your fussing. They're trying to see, is this phone number connected to somebody? You see what I'm saying? And if you pick up that phone, they believe me, it's a mark on their tally. We're going to keep calling back till we wear you down. Did you lose me? Apologies. That was a spam caller calling just now. So That's so that, funny. Wow. Exactly. So yeah. the thing about it is it's best to ignore. And then also, you know what they're starting to do now? They send uh, text messages. They send yeah. text. It's better to not open the text message because some phones can show that you've read it. So they know that it's looking at somebody. I get crazy text, especially to the business line because it's a person, like it's, it's public. Oh my goodness. They send nude pictures. It, it's just terrible, you know? And I think as a, a human, your first instinct is let me just type something no <laughs> and i think that this is a new way of learning things because back in the day if somebody called your phone you could be like hey stop calling me and then they might take heed but th in this day and age it's like the trickery has just mutated into something else and i think that that needs to be explained um to older people and even us like believe me we speak from experience i have been scammed um, it was a lady called, and I, I really believe that it was from the state of Maryland, because you know how they called and say um, they're trying to save you money on your electricity, something like that. But the way she called, it was just verifying, you know, but it was really convincing. And I happened just to give just the, the uh, last digits of my um, my zip. The next day, it was $40 taken out of my account. So they had already had the information. Wow. And then you know how when you swipe a card, they'll say, what's your zip code so that they can, you know, charge a card. It could be something as simple as that. So like I take the information of things that I have learned and ways I've been scammed and pass it on to people, not just seniors, even my child and vice versa, because we need to share this information. You know, I've seen people um, even on the news where people, um, whole entire bank accounts is wiped out. And the first thing I noticed with seniors They'll just say, I don't want nothing to do with my phone. Just, just, I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm just going, no, 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 no. Like, 
the answer isn't let me put my hands over my eyes and hide and act like nothing's happening and it'll go away. That that's not that's not gonna help you. So I'm like trying to find a way to gently introduce um recognizing scams because I'd rather you know, you know, you don't want to be dependent upon your your grown children to come in and tell you what's the scam. That no, you need to know when you're at home what it looks like, what it sounds like. Like I can even tell a scam, like if I have my Bluetooth phone, I can tell a scam because it clicks. The first part of the phone, it clicks and then it's like it's on a switchboard and it's just, you know, stuff like that. I'm teaching you exactly what you need to know, you know, so that you're not scammed. Cause believe me, if it wasn't a lucrative business, they wouldn't be doing it. They scam people all the time. I get at least like at least minimum maybe four or five calls a day. They are relentless. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Relentless. And even with Amazon, it was a guy I was talking to yesterday, a senior, and he's just terrified of Amazon. He said he doesn't want anything to do with it. And I'm just like, when he tells me what happened, I said, listen, I'm tell I told him what you what I just told you in regards to recognizing it. And I was saying Amazon will never call you. They've never called me. And the thing I, they are convincing because they'll say there's a hundred and thirty some dollar charge, for example, on your phone. I mean, um, for a new iPhone you just ordered. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, if you're thinking that's true, you would jump and go, oh my God, and then call. And then they're saying, and you're saying, oh no, no, I never charged that. And they're saying, well, huh, it's on your card, ma'am. Let me get your card just so right. I can verify. And that's how they get your number. Wow. And it's it's I see how it happens. It happens to all ages. And I need seniors to understand it's not just exclusive to seniors. It's just that I think as younger people, us. We'll go and put it online on a Google review or on Reddit or whatever so that we're all communication, you know, we're sharing communication worldwide and seniors is kind of left out of it, you know, where it's like you just kind of, it triggered something in you where it goes to like a trauma state and I don't want that. I want to help you get out of that so that, you know, you can be independent. You're not going to be independent in a trauma state like, oh, no, I don't want nothing to do with it. it it's not going away. Not right now. <laughs> Technology is not going anywhere. Brilliant that you <laughs> do that. Uh, brilliant. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the quiet generation. I, I don't I, I prefer to be a baby boomer, but now they call me the quiet generation. And uh as I approach 77 and, and uh, listening to you and the work you're doing with seniors and, and the technology scams, but m what I'm trying to say is turning 70 or even turning 80 is, is not, it, it, the, there's a whole world out there for you. And if you can use your tools to teach seniors, uh, there's a whole world that, uh, I mean, I spend my life on, online in the internet and and you know at 74 i became a, a lecturer at rutgers university uh, so i had a whole new teaching career a couple of years ago uh at 74 so my message sharing to you you can share with seniors uh hey it's a whole new world out there uh 
and, and you know, when I'm 65, I'm not going to sit on a front porch in a rocking chair. Right. Uh, there's things to do. And, and, and that's one of the things you're teaching, which just resonates with me so much. Uh, I mean, really so much. So we kind of winding down. Uh, uh, anything you want to say about the couple of books that you wrote? Oh, before I say that, I did want to mention this too. A lot of seniors, they want to go to church too virtually. That's another benefit of learning um, technology. They have a lot of churches because seniors are scared to go to, you know, big groups. Yeah. So I think it's another way for you to go to church. I know a lot of seniors who, you know, the kids just set up, the, you know, the virtual monitor for them to sit in church service on Sundays, you know? It's one. It's it's wonderful. You know, it's funny. I, I uh, you know, I sit here 12 hours a day doing my thing. Uh, and and uh, I almost never, I mean, as a journalist, I was out of the house five, six days a week running around doing things. And I went and going to, going to my alma mater, Rutgers, 150 times a year for everything, you know, music, culture, art, uh, mentoring. I mean, just, uh, um, uh, but there is a whole new world coming. Uh, you know, we're knowing now that a lot of companies let people work from home. Uh, yep. And uh, it, 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 it's here, this whole new world. So yes. your work, Dawn, uh, uh, is so needed to prepare seniors for this this you know baby boomers for home the world so it, it's just um it's really great stuff so you have those you have those two books um so we, we kind of um but anyway, I could oh, you, you asked me to talk about my book that's what yes, it was. <laughs> that's that was a, yes okay so basically right now there's three books um the first book is for people who know like just about nothing about technology and you maybe ordered your first smartphone or right before you order or your first smartphone um this one all the way down to unboxing where you literally is pulling your phone out of the box letting you understand what a charger is what a usb port is um it goes a little bit into texting like um you know the acronym just a little bit but not too far because um, the books are normally no longer than 50 pages long because I don't want to overwhelm um, seniors depending right. on what level you're at. So that's the basic level. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's level 1A. Then I have 1B and 1C. Those are the same books, 1B and 1C, except for one is Apple and one is Android. Okay. Okay, so the first one is Apple and Android, right? Because it doesn't go too far into the differences between the two. But 1B and 1C, technology for seniors, level 1B and 1C, um, that goes basically into like, uh, definition understand the difference between apple and android because just because you have an android doesn't mean you shouldn't know how to recognize what an apple is because like i told my seniors one day you they don't have pay phones anymore if something happens one day and your phone is jacked up and you gotta catch somebody walking down the street and they got an iphone and you're used to operating an android you need to at least be able to open that thing up dial because right. everybody does not have patience and I think a lot of people don't think worst case scenario, they call that, <laughs> look, a pessim pessimistic, that's me. I always think worst case scenario and like, let me at least try to prepare because something could happen. So yes, I'm thinking if you get stuck somewhere, you don't want to be sitting there. People nowadays, they don't have patience. <laughs> like they, 
so that's the purpose of understanding that. Um, we go more into unboxing in this book, um, answering the phone, understanding the swiping, um, phone protection, um, understanding Wi-Fi, Google, where you can find Wi-Fi. Because I have some seniors going, well, I don't need to know the Wi-Fi function because I don't have internet service. Yes, you do. Because you need to be able to access the internet you know, just like anybody else, but you don't want to use up your data. So just just that whole language, right. what I just said, can be overwhelming for somebody who knows nothing. Right. So I literally break down what is data, wow. <laughs> what is Wi-Fi, what wow. does the symbol look like, what does the email symbol look like, and then on the wow. Apple side, it'll show that Apple makes you sign up for Apple email, like, but it makes you sign up for like a secondary one. So then I explain why I rec- why I recommend Gmail, the protections it puts in. So if somebody tries to hack into your Gmail, they send you notification. Is this you signing in over here in this part of the U.S.? You see, so you know I go into that and explain it so you can read it at your own pace. And um, it's eight by ten, so we got big lettering. <laughs> so. And it's available on Amazon. So you can order it. It's $10. The first one that I mentioned, that's $15 because I put it in color because I did the, the, the second two first. And then I realized I have to go backwards <laughs> and do like if somebody doesn't know anything. And then when I went backwards, my husband was like, you need to do it in color because if somebody, this is brand new, that's why the very first book is in all color. And that's why that one's 15 But the second ones and the ones I'll do moving forward, will be in black and white, and those are just $10. Okay, great. Wow. So uh, just wrapping up, this is such great stuff. Uh, uh, the work you do with seniors, uh, I mean, and the scan, all of that, uh, it just really resonates with me. Uh, so Donna, I really want to, by the way, I'm grateful to the universe because it kind of connected us. Uh, and, and I've learned and, 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 you know, it's a great, uh, it's a great, we'll talk about this actually when we go off the air momentarily, but, uh, I can't thank you enough for your time and your energy and for being here. Um, and I'm officially inviting you. We talked about this before too. Uh, you have ideas and panels and whatever. I'm, I'm always here, uh, with friends and come back. So really, thank you. Well, thank you. And you're welcome. And I appreciate you having me. I really do. Well, thank you, Dawn. And, and you know what? To be continued. So we're going to sign off. Uh, this was great stuff. Thank you.